Today's episode of Women on the Rise is a little bit special, and that's because we're hosting our very first guy. And it is none other than Graham Cochran. So if you have a business on Kajabi like we do at Female Fusion, his name will be very familiar. If you've never heard of Graham, let me tell you, he is seen as one of the greatest all time in the world of Kajabi. And that is is because he has built several businesses on Kajabi and really shown how you can monetize what you know. So much so that he's even written a book called How to Monetize What You Know. He also has a mastermind and he has a brilliant YouTube channel, which is great for any tips and insights that you might have when it comes to building an online business. And when I was building Female Fusion, that is how I came into the world of Graham and how I heard about Graham is I found his YouTube channel and I would sometimes binge watch several hours of his videos and the ideas that I would get or even just on sometimes the inspiration really helped me build female fusion. So I'm super grateful to him for that and so excited for today's interview. When we recorded the interview, Graham and I were both at Kajabi Hero Live in Austin, Texas. And so there is quite a bit of background noise there when you hear us doing the interview. But Graham gives so much value. I promise you, even with the noise, it's super worth it. So I hope you enjoy today's episode as much as I did making it. Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of Women on the Rise. And this week, I am so excited. I'm here live at the Kajabi Hero Live conference and I bumped into Graham Cochran, who I'm such a big fan been a fan from when I first set up Female Fusion and I saw Graham and I said I have a podcast please could I interview you for the podcast because you have so much wisdom so Graham thank you so much for joining me today on the oh, Female Fusion podcast. I'm glad podcast. to do this I've been looking forward to it. Awesome um, could you tell everybody just a little bit about you and who you are before we jump in to yeah, questions? So, yeah I am I'm a digital entrepreneur I help people start online businesses scale them up automate them. I'm the author of How to Get Paid for What You Know, and I just love online business. It set me and my family free, and I love helping other people get their set up. That's amazing. And, you know, I first heard about you probably about two and a half years ago when I was setting up Female Fusion, and I came across you on YouTube. I think maybe somebody had mentioned you on um, the Female Fusion, or on the, the Facebook group. Okay, yeah. And I, I jumped in and caught your videos, and your videos are so giving. And it helped me so much with Female Fusion to really understand digital business. So I'm so grateful to, awesome. to have you here because you've just been amazing with that. 
one of the things that I think you're incredible about is helping people monetize what they know, monetize their expertise. And so many people are scared to do that. Mm. Um, you've written a book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Um, what sort of challenges do you see that entrepreneurs face on actually getting paid for what they know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them. It, sometimes it's not knowing what their idea should be. Like even people who are, have heard of online business or courses or they're like, okay, I see that it's possible for somebody, but what would I make my business about? So sometimes it's just getting stuck on the idea. And for other people, it's just getting even stuck on, even if I knew what to build my business around, why, why would anybody listen to me? You know, I'm not an expert, so why should they buy information from someone like me? I don't have a degree or letters after my name or certification or whatever it might be. That, those are usually the two places people get tripped up. I, I see that as well. I hear that with my members, that they're like, I want to do an online course or I want to do something, but nobody's going to listen to me. I'm not oh, an expert. Yeah. But there's always people who know less than you, right? Oh yeah, always. Yeah, so that's, it's such an all or nothing mindset. It's, you know, some people call it imposter syndrome. I've dealt with it, I still deal with it sometimes. I've, I've evolved and pivoted my business over the years and each time it's like another, like who am I to do this? Like that's kind of the internal question. And what I've discovered is, and what I try to talk about in the book, because before you can teach somebody anything in the book, you gotta, there's all these objections. I mean, they're not gonna read past chapter one or two if I don't address like these issues of why would someone wanna learn it from me? And to your point, it's don't think about the whole world that you're serving. You can only really help people go where you've been um, or unless you become a coach, if you have a gift of helping people get out of their own way, um, that's a unique spot where you don't have to necessarily have done the thing, but you can still have the gift of coaching. But what I teach in the book is I kind of exclude that a little bit just to say it's even easier to monetize what you already know. So for example, for me, I knew how to record music. I was a musician, I loved tinkering with gear, and so I was like, I can't help people in a professional recording studio make it better, but I can help amateurs who don't know the first thing about what kind of microphone to buy or what software to use or how to mix it together so it sounds professional, I can help them because I was them. That was who I used to be. And so I can speak to their pain points and help them along. Yeah, and that was your first business, yep. wasn't it? That you had multiple seven-figure business with that. Yep. And then you got into coaching entrepreneurs that you set up a whole other income stream. Yes. And I almost didn't do that. I, I, because of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I, I had made a lot of money, had found a lot of success, changed my life, my family's life. And in 2015, I had been in business for six or seven years at that point. And I thought, I would love to help people start online businesses. Because people kept asking me. I had a little bit of press come out and people started calling and emailing. I don't care about music or what you do, but how do you do what you do? Like, how are you yeah. making the money? What's the model? Um, and how do you work so few hours? And like they were, they're interested in that. So I would coach people for free. I was just like, oh, I'll tell you everything. And I was like, man, this is so fun. Yeah. And so honestly, for me, I just wanted to start a second business just to have an outlet to talk about business. But I was so afraid, even to do it as an outlet. I punted for three years until 2018 before I launched GrahamCocker.com, my personal brand, and started teaching because I felt, well, who am I to teach business? I'm not the Tony Robbins. I'm not Russell Brunson. I'm not any of these people. I'm just Graham, and I, and I was comfortable, I think, where I was in the little music space, where I used yeah. to be uncomfortable. So it never really goes away as you step into a new area. And I, I think that's the thing, because I even found that as well when I set up Female Fusion, that I was like, but 
I'm not a big guru. I'm not somebody who has this massive audience. What do I know? And then I was like, well, hang on a minute. I've been owning businesses and setting up businesses for 20 years. Yeah, and isn't it so sad but interesting how quickly we diminish our own worth yeah. and even accomplishments that we know about ourselves, we somehow diminish them. And what we're doing is really punishing the market. We're punishing the people that we could be serving if we don't just give it a chance to step out there and see who, who could we serve. Because I can't serve everybody. I don't even want to serve everybody. There's people that will see my stuff on YouTube or listen to podcasts and go, I don't, I don't resonate with what Graham's talking about. He's not my guy. Yeah. And that, I think, is freeing to know you don't have to be everybody's girl, everybody's guy. Like You can find your tribe of people and serve them well. That, that is such an important message. I mean, for any kind of business owner, right? That serve serve the people you want to serve because it's going to make way for yeah. better clients. It's like, customers. did you know you get to choose that? Like, yeah. who you want to serve? Like, you don't have to serve people that scare you or make you, like, you serve people that make you, you feel excited and you want to get up out of bed to help. And so, I, I think so much of business is a choice that we, it's like we don't realize how many choices we have, what we want to charge, how we want to run our business, how many hours we want to work, who we want to work with. These are all choices, but we typically just look at what everyone else is doing, assume oh. there's one way to do it, and we yeah. just kind of copy it, I guess. I, and I think as well that people diminish that as well and go, oh, well, you know, I'm just starting out, so, you know, I, I'm not worth that much, or people won't pay for that. And, you know, I found that as well, even in my first business, I did that where I thought, I'm going to be super cheap and everybody's going to yep. come to me. And you realize that when you go super cheap, people look at that and go, must not be super good. cheap. Yeah. yeah, must not be good. Five X my price, all of a sudden I was sold out. And that's, wow. you know, that's that, powerful. Yeah, because that, that is, a, and it is a bit of a mindset thing as well, like knowing your worth and yep. all of that. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs diminish that yeah. in, in business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, your, your, the, the one thing I think is so cool about a lot of the stuff you talk about online is you talk to entrepreneurs about how they can generate money quite quickly. And I love that about being an entrepreneur that I, I've always believed if we need money, we can find it. Yeah. There's a way to find it. Yeah. What are some of the key strategies that you teach people and you talk to people about how they can do that? Yeah, I mean, there's so many elements to it. If you, if you wanted to boil it down to just two sides, like two pieces, one is knowing what you're going to offer that's valuable, that people actually want, and then finding those people, like getting the leads. So sometimes people are very selfish in their business to a fault where it's like, I want to sell what I want to sell. And I actually teach people to try to help them even in the book, like you have to start in a selfish way. Like what? What does excite you? What, because you want to like what you do. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're going to be good, you've got to be in it for a long time. So start selfish, but then you have to test it. Well, what do people want to buy, though, also? And see mm. which of the things you like are things people want to buy. And then that intersection is sweet. So that takes a little bit of interacting with people. And we don't get it right all the time. Like, I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted to teach business. And I know there's some desire there. But what about business? Like, and, and who am I really going to help? And you just kind of have to start to get in front of people and connect with them and serve them. I think one-on-one -on -one coaching, even if it's free at first, is worth it to learn. Like, what are your challenges? What, like, what do you need help with? Like, you don't know. We don't read minds very well. Yeah. But interacting with people. So just figuring that out is an ongoing process. I'm never done learning that, if that makes sense. Well, I think it's so helpful to always ask those questions, right? Yeah. Like, I, 
even with our members, I'm always asking questions every single month because what people need changes. It does. And if you're offering the same thing all the time, people are going to get bored and look yeah. elsewhere because people are... <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, um, I don't know what it is because I've, I've felt this. I've, I've struggled over the years wanting feedback or wanting to actually test an offer or ask what they want. Like, mm. I've just wanted, I imagine, maybe it's the artist in me because I grew up as a musician, was like, I'm going to go hide away in my cave mm. and I'm going to imagine this thing and go build it and then I'm going to put it out there in the world and people are going to buy it or not buy it without ever interacting with a human being to see if they want Like, that's the way my brain works. And I'm, not everyone's like that, I'm, so I'm a slower grower than maybe others, but I've learned to start now like testing ideas and seeing does it land, does it resonate. Even here at Kajabi, like my keynote was partly a test. I wanted to test the specific message with this specific crowd and then go up to people or people who came up and said they liked it. Oh, well, what about it did you like? What resonated with? What part? What is your takeaway? What are you going to do with it? And I, it's all just data for me of like interesting to know what people took away from it. So I found that interesting with with your presentation as well that you gave that one of the things I thought was, ah, I wonder if he's thinking about offering something new because it was, it's kind of aligned with what you talk about, but slightly different. And so I was wondering mm -hmm. if you were using that as a way to okay. test if, you know, if you were doing a new program or a course or writing a book in that area. Probably all of the above. So I'm writing a new book right now and it's gonna, it's not necessarily just in that lane, but that's gonna be a piece of it. Um, but it's a message that's near and dear to my heart. So it's more of like even thinking long-term. Like I'm imagining 20 years from now, what would I want to have like high ticket retreats on? Or if I put on my own conference or event, what would I want that theme to be? Where do I see this need for people? And so right now for context, like for the listener, I, I, see, I see burnout and I see people who are actually achieving all their financial goals and they're successful. And then there's something's broken or missing or their health fails or their marriage fails or their kids hate them because they're not around or whatever and it's like that's going to be more and more of a problem um, so I want to help people get in front of that problem. So and that, that's what really resonated with me because one of the biggest problems that I hear from our members right now is burnout. Wow. They're yeah. feeling and I'm just off of running a retreat in Mykonos in Greece last week and these were for seven and eight figure business owners and everybody got to the villa in Mykonos and they were like, I'm so tired, I am so burnt out and real, I, I think they realized that having that time to slow down actually gave them the time to speed up again. Yeah, slow down to speed up. Yeah. And, you know, us as entrepreneurs, I think we're always looking at, like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And, you know, I've done that. Um, gave me cancer. And so, you know, those are valuable lessons that your body goes and says to you, not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you, um, your big channel is uh, YouTube. You're on YouTube a lot, and then you've got your whole funnels that go into your, your paid products as well. Has YouTube always been the, the main channel for you that you've been on? Yeah, when I started the first business, it was YouTube and a blog. So at the, like literally for the first four years, I wrote two blog posts a week and one YouTube video a week, every week. And, and the blogs were huge for that business. There was some good SEO on a few of them some controversial posts that got hundreds of angry comments, which is great for traffic. Great for yeah, it works, yep. Um, but I started to test like getting rid of the one blog post and then eventually a second blog post and just focusing on the video because I just saw so much more growth on the video side of things. And I just, I prefer it. I, 
not every some people are great writers. I'm an okay writer, but I, I love people seeing my face, hearing my voice, and I felt like there would be more connection there. So I yeah. just, I prefer the format. And I've seen over 14 years how powerful YouTube is as a search engine. So it's like it's just an efficiency thing. It's like I could do one thing a week. If I could do one thing a week, it'd be a YouTube video. Yes. And it's grown for both businesses. It's been so helpful. And so would you say as well for entrepreneurs that they're looking at building their audience that YouTube's kind of a great place to it's start? It's the best or? place, yeah. I mean, it's it's like 10x better than any other platform, if, especially if you're unknown. Like yeah. it's the best place to get discovered. And it's not that you can't be on the other platforms or that they don't have their purpose, but it, YouTube, in, in my opinion, is like the hub where all most of your traffic's gonna come from. And it's not all, this is another thing about YouTube that's interesting, people sometimes miss. One of the phantom benefits of it is credibility. So even if you didn't get any leads for your business, if you're the person in your topic that just, when they type in your topic, your face pops up all the time, people yeah. associate you as an authority in the space. That's how I went from being a nobody in the music industry, literally posting videos in my spare bedroom uh, while I was on food stamps, welfare, to when anybody would type in music recording or a home recording studio or how to produce music at home, all you would see is my face and my brand. So Grammy award winning producers and artists were like tweeting me and messaging me and wow. saying, I love your stuff, like can we collaborate? Like I've collaborated with some of my heroes where we've made money together because they're an expert, I've got the audience. They would never know who I was, but they assume I must be smart or assume I must have like, yeah. just because I'm, I'm everywhere on YouTube. Um, and so I think there's power in go ahead and now get in, in your space. Even if it's already crowded, it's okay. Like you can now become an authority in that space as well because people see your face everywhere. And it's a consistency, right? Consistency, yeah. Because you, you put out a video at least once a week. I think a yeah, few times week. I've seen you do maybe a couple a week. but And usually that'll be like chopped up from the previous video. Right. And every once in a while I'll do like a series where I'll do multiple videos, but usually just once a week, 14 years without fail. Amazing. I've seen, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but I've noticed on YouTube, I think the stats are something like 28% of creators on YouTube are women. It's more than, mainly more men than yeah. women. I've heard that. Do you, do you know why it is like that or what the, the reasoning would be behind that? That's a really good question. I don't know. I wonder if it's if it, YouTube, when I talk to normal, quote unquote normal people, that some people have a connotation that YouTube is just for goofy stuff, sort of has like an immature, like it's, it's just stupid guys doing videos or video games, or I, I don't know. So I don't wonder if it has this young sort of immature and women tend to be more mature than men, <laughs> like connotation, I don't know, but, but some of the biggest female brands are on, on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, so I, I've, I have heard that, that the audience is mostly male, but I've never looked at the data and I've never really thought about it that way. But I will say that I have two brands. The music brand for me is mostly male. Maybe it's 80-20, maybe it's 90-10. But then my personal brand, it's 55-45, 60-40. Like it's almost half women and it's all coming from YouTube. And I think there's more and more women getting on YouTube, especially in your space, more and more women becoming entrepreneurs. When I pitched my book to my publisher a couple years ago, and I was doing all the, the demographics of why I think this book will crush in the marketplace. I was like, I think one of the biggest trends is going to be female entrepreneurs over the next two decades. Mm -hmm. um, and so like my pitch was that the way I teach and the way I create content is more palatable to women than many of my male counterparts because a lot of it is male bravado. It's very aggressive. It's very showy and brash. And I don't even resonate with that. So yeah. I, maybe I have more feminine energy. I don't know. People were telling me that here at the conference. But, but I was like, hey, I, I have more women that follow me than typical business coaches that are men, 
Um, and I think that's a big space that needs, like what you're doing yeah. is so powerful because there's gonna be so many more women coming online who are like, I wanna start a business, I can start a business, let's do this. Well, and I think that going back to, to you and your videos is that I find that you just come across very authentic and caring. Mm -hmm. And so that probably is a lot more appealing to women because I sure. think they resonate with the, the authenticity. Yeah. Yeah, no, your videos are great. And the thing I like about your videos is that you've got them in a few different pillars. So you've uh -huh. got the Kajabi videos that you do, which I found were amazing when I was trying to work out the whole Kajabi thing. Yeah. But then you've also got other ones that are very business and strategy related. And then you've got mindset ones uh -huh. as well. I don't know if I missed a pillar, probably. Yeah, I mean, it, it's shifted a bit, but that's pretty much it, yeah. Just the, the strategy, the tools, and then the mindset stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs who are looking to monetize their, their knowledge quickly? The quickest way would be one-on-one -on -one coaching. So, I would say, spend one day max figuring out who you want to serve like you can figure that out in the next 24 hours like one sentence in one sentence if it's an instagram bio almost imagine i help blank avatar which type of person achieve blank transformation without blank pain point if you could fill in that formula of a sentence and get clear on who you want to serve what transformation you want to give them and without having to do what I guess people assume you have to do to get that transformation mm. if you could get that sentence dialed in in 24 hours as a challenge and then get online and tell the world, whoever follows you, even if it's your mom and your, your kids, like, hey, I'm opening up three coaching slots to help these types of people achieve X without Y. If you're interested, DM me and we could talk about what that looks like and see if maybe you're a good fit. And you're almost like making them jump through a hoop of like, oh, well, well, tell me more about what you're doing and like, what does that mean and what would it look like to work with you? And you just make up a package, you make up a price, just have them pay you something so that there has some skin in the game so that you can get on a Zoom call or multiple Zoom calls and find out if I could wave a magic wand, how could I help you in this area? And then just help them as best you can because it's really getting paid to do research. But you get paid instantly, even if it's only $50. Um, but then you would really deeply learn a few people and you could go, you know what? All three of these people are struggling with X and they all said this and they all really want this and you just take notes, take notes, take notes. And then you can rinse and repeat and do more coaching if you want and raise your prices to something better or that can become course, that can become YouTube content or all of the above. It's, I, and it goes back to the power of talking to people, right? And it, this is, I find it so strange when I talk to business owners and they say to me, I'm not making any money. Mm -hmm. First thing I say to them, have you done any research? Like, have you talked to your customers? Do you know that they want to buy what it is that you're selling? Mm. And a lot of times they haven't. Yeah. Or they've talked to their friends or their family. Sure. That's yeah. not. That's not going to be accurate data. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times I hear from them that they go back and they do that research. And it's not hard to no. go and do that. That all of a sudden you can make that shift or do the pivot to go and yeah. get the offer that people want to pay for. You can even, even if you're scared of talking to people, you could go on Amazon right now and look in the book section and type in your topic and see if they're publishing books on that topic. Because if they are, then you know that there's money to be made in this market because the publisher has already invested money. They've already done the market research. But let's say, you know, let's say you're in the health space, which we already know there's a market for like becoming healthy or losing weight. But just look at the top books that are selling. Look at their titles, look at their subtitles. If they're selling a lot, there's something about the title and the subtitle that's made it sell. Take note of that. Look at the three, look at the two to four star reviews and read those. Like skip the five star and the one star, but read those two to four star reviews and note what do they like? What do they wish was in the book? And what do they not like? 
this is all free market research of real people saying, I liked Graham's book on how to get paid for what you know because of X, but he didn't really cover Y. And you know, it, that would be gold for you if you start to see trends and yeah. you don't even have to interact with a single human being to do that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, there's ways around it. That's sure. such a great idea. Didn't even think about Amazon from that as well. So that's yeah, it's fun. good top tip. Yeah. Um, I was, last question I have for you. Um, people who are looking at generating income quickly, you have a ton of resources out there. Um, what would you recommend that they, they look at that would be able to help them? Oh yeah, I would say I have a 30-day kind of challenge. It's like a 30-day guide. Okay. It's called my Online Income Jumpstart Guide, and it's basically a 30-day checklist. So it's going from no idea or no audience to getting paid in 30 days. It's not going to be millions of dollars, not even be thousands. It might be thousands, depends, but at least you could probably make a few hundred dollars in 30 days. But what you would do is it would force you to figure out who you're going to help. It's going to force you to do a little bit of research, put together an offer, which is likely going to be some kind of coaching, and get somebody to give you money in 30 days. If you can do that, you will have already built the foundation of a business that can then scale, because that's all we're doing is just that on scale. But then you will have proven to yourself that you can do this. And so much of that is the challenge. So I would say do that. It's grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. But it's a free PDF. It's just a PDF. It's not even a book. It's just bullet okay. points. But it's a fast way to like, okay, kick in the pants. Let's go do this. Awesome. Well, we'll include that in the show notes as well. And then I would also say to people too that your YouTube channel is a goldmine. Oh, and yeah. I think you 15 years. Well, how how many years for the business? Yeah, this one, the, the business coaching brand is about five and a half years of videos. But there's just hours and hours of videos there. If you prefer audio, I have a podcast, The Graham Cochran Show. And honestly, the book. I mean, it's like $25. Like that, that'll walk you through the whole process, start to finish, to build a business. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's, I feel so honored to be able to speak to you because oh, you played likewise. such a role for, for me in setting up Female Fusion in the beginning, and you've got such a wealth of knowledge for entrepreneurs. So thanks for sharing that. Well, thanks for having me, and congratulations on everything you've built. It's incredible. Thank, thanks so much, Graham. If you've been thinking about creating a digital course, we're running our 28-day course creation challenge in Female Fusion. We do this twice a year, and when we run it, we show you from A to Z on how to create a digital course and sell it. And not only that, that when you take part in it, we give you 30 days free in Kajabi. So we believe that after 28 days, you should be able to start getting course sales. So that's enough to go and cover your costs of having Kajabi and start to build your digital business. So if you'd like to join us, you can find more information on femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash course challenge, or you can click on the link in the notes for more information.